song. That song just speaks to me. Let's look at another one right here. I love this song right here. Look to page 618. Just flip over a few pages. Not take that back, not 618. Uh, <coughs> let's do this one right here. 318. I'm sorry. 318. And, and we'll leave me to the friend 
that was always there in the pro in the proton machine with me. That was the, that's one of the scariest things I've done, and I've had probably 30 MRIs in, in different machines of different sizes and CAT scans and and and, and radiation therapy in different types of machines. But that proton, and I don't know what there was about it that was so scary, but he was there. He was yeah. on that, and he. He, but, but my faith will lead me to face Amen. to face be seeing my friend. Amen. Yes. Amen. Brother, why can we sing 147? 147, we sure can. We sure can. <clears throat> and uh, after we sing this song, I'm going to call on Sister Mary if she don't mind that she come up and share a song with us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 147. Let's sing the first, third, and last
great they are. Here, uh, back during the summer, we had our revival, and I've never heard Sister Maggie sing before, never heard. And uh, the Lord impressed upon her to share a song. Come watch her, she don't mind what she comes and share a song with us at this time. What a blessing it was. Yes, it was. And she's going to get a drink of water, but... Um, but Brother, I, I don't know anybody else. I definitely know anybody else like me, brother. And I'm kind of glad of it. I'd feel sorry for him if I did. But I could still smell the coal bucket and the coal fire and the little one-room school. Uh, the one room had two grades in it, Brother Steve. And while one class was doing busy work, another class was being taught, and the teacher just swapped back and forth. But one thing about that school I'll never ever forget is every morning we gathered around the fire. One, because it was still warming that big old room up. And there was a piece of carpet on the floor. Uh, it was a linoleum is what it was, and it had a design, and it was a circular design, and all the chairs sat around it. And that was to keep the air from coming up through the cracks in the floor, and that was to keep us warmer still. And we'd sit around the fire, and every morning we would sing that song, How Great Thou Art. We would say the Pledge of the Allegiance, we'd say the Lord's Prayer, and we would sing songs. And the songs we would sing uh, would be the National Anthem and How Great Thou Art. And every time I hear How Great Thou Art, I can still smell that coal fire and those coal sure. burners. <laughs> and I thank God how He took care of a little freckle-faced, pudgy little boy, and how He made me. Uh, and all the health problems I've had all my life and all the things that's come against me the many times that I've missed dying by that much and I think about how good God is and how He's blessed me and how, I don't know, maybe He picked me out among them, but I don't believe that. But I do believe this, God put me there so that I could smell the coal bucket and I could learn how great He is. Amen. <laughs> and I love it because when we let the Holy Spirit have His way, sure, the whole church is edified. God bless the Lord. And that's what we want. We want to be edified and uplifted so we can take what we have out into a lost world. See Jesus in us. And I guess that's, that's always been my prayer. God bless you. You know, that all. Music is a tool, but it's the tool that the Lord's chosen to use to magnify Him. And um, I always wondered, you know, why does the enemy come after us so strong? Because he hates worship. He hates us to worship because that was his job. And now, see, that's our job <laughs> is to worship the Lord. You know? So we just want to glorify Him this morning, lift Him up, give Him all praise and glory because He is, he is worthy, like you said. Um, we're certainly not. Um, I'm just going to sing this a cappella. This is a song that so much to my heart because, uh, you know, when Jesus found me, he just came after me. That's all I can say. <laughs> he just came after me. Uh, and like you, brother, I had some people praying for me, and they, uh, they didn't let up. So if we have lost loved ones, we just don't let go. We don't stop praying because we can... Put that fire of heaven on them. And sure, ask the Lord to surround them with uh, Christians wherever they are. I had a son that was out in Los Angeles working, and uh, I started praying for him. He was a wife; he's been away from the Lord, and uh, 
And all of a sudden, the Lord just surrounded him with Christians. I mean, it was just like, you know. And I know the Lord's still working on him. He's called to preach. His name is Lee, and I'm just going to ask y'all to pray for him because I felt such an urgency in my heart to pray the Holy Ghost on him just to come after him. <laughs> so I want to just share the song that's just dear my heart. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought my liberty I do not know just why Christ came to love me so he looked beyond all my fall and so my need yeah. I shall forever lift my life's cavalry to view the cross where Jesus died for me
God bless you. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. say I love the Lord this morning and I'm thankful for all that he's given and done, all the many blessings that he has bestowed upon uh, me and my family and uh, I, uh, I also echo what Belinda said, I love y'all, really do, you, you mean so much to me. I look forward to coming to church on Sunday mornings, I really do. I, I get nervous a lot about preaching, but I look forward to coming over to see what God's got for us over here at the house of God. I've, I've kind of learned just to come with an open heart and an open mind and just let Him, uh, just let Him, uh, just come in faith, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And just let Him bless in the service and, and lead, guide, and direct in all that we, all that we say and do. But I, I do love you today, and I appreciate you. And we can also feel the love from the church, and that is uh, uh, just so amazing. And um, uh, it was mentioned this morning about folks when hard times or trouble comes or anger or tribulation, a lot of folks seem to run from the church. But I'm going to tell you, you need to be running towards it today. Amen. Amen. It's where the help is. And uh, it, it, it's the folks that will gather around you when, when the storms of life are tossing you to and fro. And uh, I'd like to uh, say it's good to see uh, Sister Elaine and Sister Kathy back. We missed y'all last Sunday, and I realized both of y'all were sick, and so it's good to, good to see y'all back. Good to have Brother Mike McGee here with us Amen. today. We, uh, your wife let us know the good news last week. And, uh, your work schedule changed, and so we're we're glad of that. We're looking forward to you being able to come to church. And, and uh, uh, let's let's remember uh, Sister Judy Yarbrough. That's um, that Tillery's mama. She had a colonoscopy, and they saw some things there that uh, were kind of concerning to the doctor. So uh, let's please keep her in our in our prayers. And just like was mentioned, uh, seemed like with Sister Hillary, bless her heart, seemed like the world just come down on her yesterday and day before, just a lot of a lot of health issues in the family and different things, but uh, but let, let's pray for them that God will just uh, help in that situation and, and uh, take care of it. Let's remember the littles, they're not here uh, today. And, uh, Brother Dustin Green and his family is not here today, so let's remember them. And I realize there's a lot of sickness going around. Uh, somebody told me that's involved in education said that the uh, flu is going through the school. It's pretty bad right now. A lot of kids sick and, uh, and uh, helping sick today, so let's, let's remember him. But um, if you'll turn in your Bibles to the book of Revelation, a place that I don't preach out of very often, and um, but I'd like for you to turn to the uh, third chapter of the uh, uh, book of Revelation and um, read to you a, a, a few verses here uh, concerning a certain church that, uh, that John, while he was on the Isle of Patmos, and uh, the Lord 
uh, showed him some things and, and uh, told him to write unto the angel uh, of the these seven Asian churches. And, um, uh, but I want to talk to us just for a few minutes this morning. And I'm stepping out on faith because I really don't know where the, thought, where the thought's going. But um, uh, I want to talk to us just for a few minutes about the church at uh, Laodicea uh, today. And, and so in the 14th verse in the, in the third chapter of Revelations, it said, the, uh, And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into, into him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath near, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And, uh, and uh, this is a rather disturbing letter that's written to a, uh, a, a church that has a big problem with uh, being delusional. Uh, if you'll have it that way, it's a church that feels like that they're on the right pathway and that everything's going uh, hunky-dory and that uh, but uh, the way that they see themselves and the way that the good Lord sees them is totally different, totally different. And, uh, and, and it's very alarming here when we read this. And so uh, as, we, as we think about this and we look, we know that there was uh, letters written to seven churches. There was the church at Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia. And the very last one was the, uh, the, the, the church at Laodicea. And um, as, as he uh, sends letters and writes to the angels of each of these churches, uh, he usually starts off saying, I know thy works. And um, in, in the church at Smyrna, uh, uh, he found very little fault with them. He, he, he said, I know thy works and tribulations and poverty. He said, but thou art rich. <laughs> He told them they were rich, and maybe materially they didn't have a whole lot. Maybe they were kind of on the poor end of town, but but uh, he recognized them as being rich. Uh, the other churches over there, uh, uh, he said, "I know thy works," and he uh, he commended them for uh, some of the things that they were doing that were good. But he also said, "Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you," and he would point out some things that were going on in some of these churches that was not right. And, and so I uh, want you to know that uh, whatever you do for the Lord, whatever, whatever you do for Him, don't you ever think that it goes unnoticed today. God, 
will commend you uh, for righteousness. He'll commend you for, for, for the good that you do. If we've got some things in our life or in our churches that are not pleasing to God, he'll point that out too. He's, he's, uh, he's not one to just uh, 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 try to sugarcoat everything, but he'll tell us like it is. And so, uh, uh, so for the most part, uh, most of these churches, the Lord uh, commended for something that they were doing good. And then he, uh, and, and then he let them know uh, that he knew about some things in the church that needed to come to a stop. And so, uh, 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 but here he came down uh, uh, to lay on the sea. And I want to just for a few minutes, uh, I want to kind of, uh, Brother Michael done a wonderful job some time ago, it seemed like yesterday when we were studying in the book of Revelation in Sunday school, and, and Brother Michael did a wonderful job at bringing out uh, these places and, 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 and what was the atmosphere around them. But over in Laodicea, uh, this, was a, this was a church that Paul was very instrumental in setting up. Uh, he mentions it, if you read the book of Colossians, uh, 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 he mentions them. So he had a he had a part in, in help setting up this church at uh, Laodicea. I want you to be able to see what can happen uh, to a group of people when when uh, when they get away from God. And so, um, uh, but notice here that that in this letter uh, there's nothing commendable about this church from the Lord. Nothing. There's not anything that the Lord sees in them that they're doing good or right, but he accuses them of being lukewarm. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Have you ever been real thirsty? I mean real thirsty, and you go to a public water fountain, and you push the button down, and maybe the compressor's gone out in it, and um, the water's not only not cold or cool, but it's lukewarm. And you're pretty bad thirsty. That doesn't, I many times took a little sip and spit it right back out because I knew that that wasn't going to satisfy. I'm going to tell you today, when the Lord looks and he sees self-righteous people, I believe that it, it gags him today. I really do. Just like, just like Come on. water, uh, lukewarm water would do to us. And uh, I know this seems depressing as we look and we, we think about this. I'd a whole lot rather talk about the churches that he commended and, and, and the things that he found good in them. But I want us to see here the danger of, 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 of being in delusion, the danger of a delusional people. And we can look around in our society today and we can see that there's so many, and, uh, and I don't want to be one to to stand and, and, and to say that uh, this church is doing wrong or that church is doing wrong. But I'm afraid today uh, that we live in a society where uh, there's a banner put outside called this or called that, but Jesus Christ is nowhere near it today. Amen. And uh, I'm always comforted when I come over here and I can feel the Spirit of the Lord because uh, regardless of what I think or do, if I can't feel the Spirit of the Lord and feel His presence, then I begin to wonder, are we really where we need to be with God? And, and, and God will not leave a church that's striving uh, for the advancement of the kingdom. He will not leave that church in dismay. He'll not leave them dead or cold, but He will fill them with His Holy Spirit. 
and His Spirit will have free reign throughout the church. Amen. Amen. He'll do that today. We felt it so many times here at Liberty Hill. I love it, Brother Bobby, when uh, we go to maybe visit a revival somewhere else or we're called to help in a revival at another local church. And, and I'm always comforted when I feel the Spirit of the Lord come through that place. That lets me know that these folks have already been praying. Yeah. They've already been asking God for a revival. And, and you can feel the Spirit of the Lord. But the church at Laodicea was different. I don't, and, and I may be stepping out on a limb, but I don't think you could call this a backslid church, but I think you might could call it a congregation of a bunch of lost people. If you think about it, see what Jesus says here. <clears throat> I did a little bit of research and it said that um, Laodicea was surrounded by extensive fertile fields and good grazing ground. Uh, and it said the, the place soon became famous for its beauty and its wealth, and it was derived mainly from sheep. So they had good grazing ground and they had, they, they, they had, uh, they had a lot of livestock, sheep there, and sheep brought money. I'm sure their wool brought money, and so it was very uh, advancing for this town. Uh, uh, it, it, it said that uh, uh, the city was known for banking and other financial operations. Uh, it said it was conducted uh, by a prominent wealthy Jewish circle. Uh, this was a place that uh, had a lot of wealth, uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you study it out. And it was a place that uh, they wasn't hurting for money. Everything around them seemed to uh, materially uh, prosper around them and, and, and they had everything uh, uh, everything that they needed uh, and it said and, and, and in this that I read about uh, Laodicea it said apparently the church got caught up in this atmosphere and uh, this influential uh, thing that was going on around them at the wealth that they had and that and that uh, it had got it had got brought up into the church, and so uh, I believe here that that as the Lord addresses this, He sees a group of people that are self-satisfied, uh, that feel like everything is is all right, uh, that uh, that they that they can see very well, that their eyes are opened, and they can see uh, very well. They consider themselves to be rich. Uh, they look around and they see. Uh, fertile ground around them. They see the income that the that the selling of the sheep wool has brought into that place. Uh, it was, uh, I guess you might describe it as kind of a little Wall Street. Financial banking, everything around it, and then and then there was there was a, a, a very wealthy Jewish circle that this all centered around here. But it come a time for the Lord to look at this church and to see the church, how he saw it. And he says here, he said, I know thy works, that thou art either cold or hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He says, because thou sayest that uh, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. You know, 
a lot of times the, the worst thing or the worst way that a person can get a lost person today is not realizing that they have a need in their life. Amen? Amen. Brother Wayne Alcorn said, I think I mentioned it the other day, Brother Wayne Alcorn said, before you can get saved, you've got to get lost. Amen. Amen. You've got to realize you've got a need in your life. You've got to realize that there's something there that's missing in your life. But these people say we're rich. We're increased with goods. We have need of nothing. Maybe materially they were right. But spiritually they were bankrupt. Spiritually they were starving to death. It's so important today that we as God's people try to get the word out and get the gospel out to all the lands that they may realize today uh, that no matter where we stand in society, no matter how high a rung on the ladder how we might be or how low a rung today, without Jesus Christ, there's a need in your life today. Amen. There's a need. The Bible went on to say that, uh, as he told them here, he said, uh, uh, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, naked. All these things that they thought that they had, spiritually, they were bankrupt in every one of them. Amen? We, we live in a society today where if we're not careful, uh, folks will uh, begin to uh, uh, put more into the into the building. They'll put more into the church grounds. And, and before you know it, the Spirit of the Lord is not even there. Amen. I'm all for Brother Roger uh, building up our church and, and doing everything that we can. It ought to be the best looking place in the community. I always consider uh, the church to be a better looking place than where I live. I'll, I'll do my effort to do everything that I can to fix her up and make her look that way. Amen. But I'm going to tell you today when the Spirit of God is missing, amen, there's nothing. There's nothing today. He told them, I realize this ain't no big jumping message. I don't expect you to. But he said, uh, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, knowest not that thou wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Aren't you glad today that when God points out the need in our lives today and He points out the needs in a lost person's life today. He doesn't just leave it with you've got a need, but He'll give you counsel on how to get that that you stand in need of today. I've often said, if the Lord would have showed me I, I, that I was lost and undone, I, I without Him, I, and He didn't have any way I, I, that I could get what I needed I, I, for my dying soul, I, I thought to myself, I, what a need, oh God, I, I, that He would be. I, I, but I'm going to tell you something today. I, I, he showed these people I, over there, He laid on the He showed them their condition. I, he let know where they was. They was lost and undone without God. Amen. And they had a need in their life. He said, I counsel thee to buy me gold. I tried in the fire. I'm going to tell you something today. 
uh, when you got a need in your life, uh, you're in a place where God uh, can provide that need and give you what you stand in need of today. Amen. 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 Jesus would have had all the right to look at that church and the condition they were in and just to say, you're pitiful, you're pathetic, and just destroy them. But he didn't do that. I'm going to tell you today, we've got people all around today that's trying to serve God the wrong way. Amen. There's so many folks today, you hear every so often of a preacher getting saved. You hear every now and then of a deacon getting saved. Amen. You hear every now and then of somebody that's worked in the church for a long, long time. Amen. But the Spirit of God came upon them and let them see their self as God saw them. Amen. They thought they were rich. Amen. They thought they could see clearly. But sometimes we have to get blind in order to see what God would have us to see today. Amen. God bless. But you're talking about a merciful God here. Amen. A merciful God. Boy, if he had just left it at that. Amen. He said, I counsel thee to buy me gold, try in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. He wanted them to be rich. They thought they were rich. But he wanted them to really be rich. Amen. He wanted them to be like Glenn Payne said on that Gaither video when he held his arms up in the air and he said, I'm the richest man in the world. Amen. Not because of his material things, but because of what God had done for him. Amen? Amen. I'm going to tell you there's a danger in being delusional. You know what to be a delusion is? That is to think something that is not true. It's to think everything's all right when it's not all right. Amen. Amen. Boy, I remember one time, and... Uh, I, 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 I told y'all about it before, but I remember one time when I was in church and the ordained church had me ordained a deacon and, and apparently everything I was going all right, but I had everything out of order, amen. I, and I remember Brother Norman Putman, I, if the God ever used a man I, I, to get where I was, how God used him for that. I, and he said I, I, that salvation I, is prerequisite. I, I to baptism. Amen. You see the Lord. I look down at the church and he can say, notwithstanding, I have a few things against you. You got somebody sitting over here. Amen. They got saved after he got baptized and he needs to get that thing right. Amen. And I'm glad God didn't leave me in that condition. But he gave me good counsel. He said, I counsel thee. Amen. He left me away to make that thing right, amen. Amen. I come to the church. It's as humble as I knew how to come. Yeah. And I let them know where I was at, what I needed. Amen. And these people over there in Laodicea, they had the same opportunity. Amen. The same opportunity. Come on. Amen. Heard a woman uh, several years ago come and told me. And uh, she said, boy, our... Our church is just, now don't get me wrong, you listen to what I'm saying. She said, boy, 
our church is really doing the thing. And she said, uh, she said, uh, boy, we're just growing by leaps and bounds. Amen. And then she commenced to tell me what they were able to pay the pastor and the song director and what they were able to pay this and that. But not one time did she ever mention the Holy Spirit or the realness of the Holy Spirit and how folks might be shouting and getting on fire for God. I'm going to tell you something today. This church over Laodicea is not by itself today. But there's places planted all over the world but today they're deceived, amen. They don't realize that wouldn't know the Holy Spirit if it came up and kissed them in the face, amen. Tell you, I know it's not pleasant, but it's needful. Y'all pray for me, love me. Amen. Amen. So he told them. He said, I counsel me to find me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. White raiment. You know what you know what we have to do before we put on white raiment? We gotta strip off the old ugly guard we got on. That's right. Amen. Come on. And put on that white raiment. These people were naked and didn't even realize it today. Amen. And, and, and Jesus was showing them the answer to their problem. He was offering them the answer to their problem. You may be here today, amen, and you may fall in one of these categories. I don't know. Maybe you're not rich, materially wise, but spiritually in your life, you're bankrupt. You've got something missing in your life today. Amen. These people had something missing, and the great counselor, Jesus, was offering them that that they need. Amen. I'm so glad that he does. He's got that. He said, come and buy me gold. I tried in the fire. Amen. What am I going to buy it with, preacher? Amen. Just humble yourself to him and believe and come asking him. And that's all that it takes to purchase that. The price was paid on Mount Calvary over 2,000 years ago. Amen. 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 Oh, I tell you. <laughs> oh, Jesus was hoping here that these people would not stay delusional. That they would not stay conceited in themselves. But that they would see things. That this letter would help them to see things as he would have them to see it. White raiment, that thou mayest be clothed in the shame of thy nakedness, do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with thy salve that thou mayest see. Somebody said, Preacher, I just, I just can't see what he's talking about. Let me encourage you to come and get some eye salve from him today. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jonah, when he was told to go and preach to the Ninevites, uh, he didn't find that very appetizing. And, uh, and, uh, and so the Bible said that he got on a boat there, shipped to Tarshish, and he was going to get as far away from Nineveh as he could get. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you what, if you're one of his today, and you're walking away from him, and you're going away from him, look out, trouble's on your trail. Amen. Bible said that and on, that, on that boat to Tarshish over there, that, uh, that a storm began to come, began to rock the boat, and they, they were doing everything that they could to save that ship and the lives that were on it. Jonah knew all the time that he was the problem. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. And uh, finally, against against their better judgment and against what the uh, the people on that ship wanted to do, Jonah talked to them to just throwing him overboard. If you'll do this, if you'll get me off this boat, everything will settle down and I'll be okay. And the Lord prepared a great fish and swallowed him up. You know, I said that to say this. Jonah began to see a little bit clearer when he was in the belly of that fish. Amen. Sometimes, every so often, the Lord has to get me in a place where he can open my spiritual eyes and let me see I might have it fond of all the things of this world. Jonah got down there, and somewhere while he was down there in that fish's belly, amongst all that seaweed and all kind of stuff that fish eat floating around in his belly there, his eyes became open and he decided <laughs> that he could see clear enough that if that fish had spit him out upon the shore, uh, that he had marked himself over there to Nineveh and he had preached the gospel as he was told to before. I mean, you see, God's got ways of opening our eyes. But here, he's telling this church, he said, get I salve that you may see. Boy, we live in a blinded, blinded world today. Amen. Can't you see it on media, everywhere you look? And that even some little old country boy or girl in Black County could see that some Harvard-educated, Princeton-educated news journalist that's just as blind as they could be. They paid all that money for that education. Very smart. You can't be dumb to get a diploma from them places. Very smart. But they're blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. And, and, and what we need to pray and ask God is to open their eyes that they may see themselves. When I see myself as God sees me, then the realness begins to set in. Amen. I counsel thee. He said, I'm glad he didn't, throw, he didn't throw them under the bus, but he told them what was going to happen if something didn't change. Amen. He said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. That's all God is asking for people to do today, is to be zealous and repent. Repentance is the first thing. It's the first, it's the first answer to us going anywhere. Amen? Amen. No wonder, Brother Wayne, when I pray to the Lord at night and I go in there, no wonder the first thing I have to ask Him is, Lord, forgive me of my sins and my trespasses. Amen. Because I know that during the day there's been things go through my mind that ought not. Amen. Maybe I've done things that ought not. Or maybe didn't do something that I should have done. The Bible said for him to know to do good and do it not in sin. So it's easy to sin. Amen. But before I go to asking him for some blessings, I say, Lord, forgive me of my sins and my trespasses. And Lord, thank you. I want to thank him for all that he's given and done. I begin to thank him for my wife, my family, my home. See, I don't take these things I don't take these things lightly that it was something that was owed me or something that I worked for. 
But I realize today that these are blessings from God. These are gifts from God. And so I, I want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my wife and my family. Thank you for my home and, and then all the all the other uh, icing on the cake that you throw on this thing. Amen. Uh, he's, he's, he's told me that he'd provide me raiment and cover over my head and food to eat. But he went just a little bit further than that. <laughs> Amen. And then I begin to look around. Brother Wayne, you can look around and you can see the blessings and the benefits that God has gone over and beyond what he said that he would do. Amen. And he's filled your cup that it might run over. Amen. 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 And so the faith that we believe and understand that if we'll trust Him and believe and we look back on what He's already done and we trust and believe that He can do more and that He will. He never ceases to amaze me. And this church at Laodicea had the choice here, amen, to repent, amen, and get things right. Boy, I'd like to think that maybe, maybe they did. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think that they saw this as a warning. When you see somebody come into the church lost and undone without God, amen, you'd like to think that something that was done or said might show them the condition that they're in and they might accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. amen. This was not a everyday Joe giving his opinion of this church but this was the Lord Jesus Christ himself this is how he saw that church I'm fixing to hush as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent he said behold I stand at the door and knock if you may hear my voice and open the door I'll come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want you to know today he's still knocking. He's still knocking. If you've gotten away from God, maybe you're saved here today, you've gotten away from God, you're not where you need to be with him. Right now he's knocking. Somebody said, well, preacher, I'm saved. Everything's all right. I'm saved too, but if I'm not doing what God wants me to do and I'm living contrary to Him, I'm on dangerous, dangerous ground. Amen? You may be here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've never been saved. Amen. He's at the door just to knock. Just to knock. Amen. Come to the door and knock. It's up to us to open that door. You know, today he, I, I love the old country preachers that said he won't beat it down. <laughs> we'll open it unto him and let him come in with you. Do you realize today that Jesus Christ wants to sit down with each and every one of us and he wants to commune with us? Isn't that something? You reckon you could get Joe Biden or somebody big in government to sit down, come to your house and sit down with you? Jesus wants to come and sup with you. And you with him. He wants to talk to you. He wants to counsel you today. If you'll just turn loose. Amen. You believe. Come trust. Come just as I am. 
all this that the church at Laodicea had, all the material things, the financial wealth that they had could do them no good at all. They had to come back to the Lord just as I am. Just naked. Lord, I'm poor and I'm wretched and I'm a sinner and I need you to save my dying soul. And when you come to the Lord like that, He's just to forgive you and to save your soul. He'll do it today. He'll do it today. I want Brother Wayne to come get us a song. And I want everybody to stand. Amen. And please, while we stand, don't worry about the person next to you or don't worry about what the weather is outside or what we're going to eat here in a little bit. But I want each and every one of us to evaluate ourselves. Ask the Lord to open up our spiritual eyes and let the Lord let us see ourselves as Jesus Christ sees us today. Amen. See, some of these churches that he wrote to, and this is the way that God is. He don't throw the baby out with bath water. If he's got a remnant in the church that is serving him, he won't destroy everybody because he's got some over here. He told some of the churches over there. He commended them at what they were doing. But some of them got people in here he said that's worshiping Baal. What he told them. Amen. So God knows today. When he says, I know thy works, he knows exactly where you and I are at today. Amen. I may have what I have. I may have it hid from everybody else, but we don't have it hid from God today. Amen. Don't let the devil put delusion in your mind today. Don't let the devil let him have you to think that I can do this or do that and everything's all right. But let the Spirit of God overcome the devil today in your life. Let him show you where you're at. And he'll lead you to an altar of repentance. And you can have life anew. Amen. Joy and speak. Full of glory. Go ahead and say amen. 488. things that I've done. 
God granted them a life. Amen. And He had a plan in their life. He's got a plan for them to be something in this world today. And it's His plan that none uh, uh, fall, but all come to repentance. None perish, but all come to repentance. And that's His plan for all of them little guys. Open my eyes. Boy, there's some old wives' tales that some years ago, preacher, that I ran with because somebody I had confidence in ran with me. Amen. But I'm glad that over the years, brother, he's opened my eyes. And he's letting me see. If it's not backed up by the word of God, don't give it God's name. Amen. Amen. God. See, every so often we need to be, we need an enlightenment. Amen. We can get so dead set on something just because we think it ought to be that way. Yeah. But what I think, in my opinion, the no water is what God knows is the truth. That's what I'm saying today. That's what I'm saying. Sing one more verse. If God's leading you to come and unite with the church, we want you to do that. God's leading you to do that today. Amen. If He wants you to just come up here and just spill everything out, amen, to Him, we want you to do that today. Amen. Not that we want to hear it. We want you to confess it to the Lord. Amen. If, if burdens or problems are surrounding up on you so high, amen, that you don't feel like you can walk another step, why don't you come to the one that can give you peace today. Come unto me, all ye that are weak, heavy laden. He, he guaranteed us he would give us rest. Amen. Yes. Boy, if you want to put your head down on a pillow and you want some sleep, know that you're right with God. Amen. Right. One more verse. Just as